Welcome to the forecast. To my right, we have Alex himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everyone. And to my left, we have Garrett. Garrett, how you doing? Doing good tonight. How are you? You know what I noticed? I'm doing pretty well. You know what I noticed is that I always say... Holy shit. (laughs) What? I don't even know what you just said. I'm just telling you what. Garrett just changed it up. It's a new year. New year, new phrase. Um, I was going to say, I always say to my right and to my left, but you guys are virtually in my head. So I'm not sure where you are coming from, but from both sides. So I just put Alex to the right and then Garrett to the left naturally. There you go. We're talking about the comics. This is Wednesday Comics Forecast, but the comics coming out for January 3rd, 2018. That's a Wednesday, as always. The first Wednesday in 2018. How's it going so far? Two days in. Um, well, I had a pretty shitty uh, first, so my car battery died. I, there was only one of my car battery at like 15 locations in Sioux Falls, so, and I got to spend 120 bucks on it, and it was a shitty battery. <laughs> oh, that's, well, that's my year. No, that just made my year, so I'm good. Uh, Alex, how did your uh, years go? Um, uh, I didn't work on the first, so whoop whoop. Uh, and I, I wow. worked uh, yesterday, and I worked today. And I work uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So so far, it, it probably won't be very good. But you said you worked yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. That's Tuesday, the first. Dipshit. What? Yesterday was Monday. Oh, you're right. I get okay. I get you saying. Okay, my bad. Never mind. Oh I'm well. The dumb one. Dark Horse I'm Comics. The dumb one. Uh, nothing really came out from Dark Horse. We got Giants number two of five. And then how did you say that, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's Koshi. Koshi the Deathless, number one. That's a Hellboy spinoff. He's been having a lot of spinoffs recently, so check those two out if you want to read some Dark Horse comics. DC Comics, here we go. Batman number 38. This is the interlude in between uh, Super Friends Part 2 and 3. The origin of Bruce Wayne, Travis Moore on art, Tom King writing, obviously, with a Tim Sale cover. If Maddie could grow up to be anybody, he'd grow up to be a millionaire playboy, Bruce Wayne. But what would happen if he was forced to relive the worst tragedy of Bruce's life and his parents were murdered? Batman's hunt for the killers puts him face-to-face with a strange mirror version of his past. It almost sounds like Creature of the Night a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, who knows which one was written first. And um, maybe it'll be a different little take on, obviously, it's going to be reflecting on the origin of Bruce Wayne without really telling the origin again. I would hope. I mean, how many times have we seen Bruce's origin? Yeah. But I hope this is like a different, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be the exact, you know, event of his parents dying, but maybe it's stuff around that more so that's tying in with his origin. Origin's a big word for Batman. I mean, his whole youth is his origin. So, I mean, who knows? Batman in the signal, one of three. This is Scott Snyder and Tony Patrick. With uh, Coley Hamner on uh, Arts. This is that uh, Signal uh, spinoff that uh, Duke Thomas, they've been, uh, it was supposed to come out a while back, but it got delayed. And it was originally an ongoing, and then now it's a three issue mini. But um, Alex, you said you were going to get this. How are you looking forward to this? Uh, you know, I don't know if it's so much if I'm looking forward to it, but one, is it actually a metal tie in? Yeah. It oh. says it right there on the cover. Well, I get that, but well, it, we learned the metal that he was a meta human, or uh, what did they call it at the time? Uh, it was metal. No, it, yeah, I can't remember. they were metas. They called them. Yeah, I thought it was meta. Yeah. And so this is a spinoff of that thing. What what issue was that too? 
that we learned there? God, I don't, it was so long ago. Yeah. That's what I mean. It was supposed to come out right after that happened, but he got delayed till right now. So it's a little late, but it's about him figuring out that he actually has powers instead of uh, just being a regular person. It's about him during the day trying to take over for Batman. Here's what it says. Batman may own the night, but new villains emerging during the day need he uh, during the day. He needs an ally to defend the city when he can't. Only one teen is up to the challenge as Duke Thompson. After months of training, he's ready to step out of the shadow of the bat to become his own kind of hero. You know what? I was interested Actually, in Actually, that does sound pretty good. Yeah, see, here's the thing. I, I, we've talked about this before. Like, when Bruce goes to sleep, do all those villains, like, they, what do they do? Uh, like, wouldn't that be the prime time? Like, take the night off and just go out during the day. But uh, I, am just, I do like Duke a lot. So I just am interested to see where that character goes. So it's only three issues. Are you getting it? I uh, I am like 80%. Yes. The only thing okay. that would take me out of it is I go and look at the art and it's not my kind of style. That's the only thing. But what's I think a part of it for me is that being it's a metal tie and it's like, yeah, I want to get it Two, I, I've always wondered what happens when Batman goes to sleep. So it'd be nice to see these new quote unquote new villains. We're showing up. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see what kind of Duke what his powers are. You know what I mean? We we've seen that he. Well, they told us that he I, had powers, and then we haven't actually seen them. Yeah, go ahead. I just looked up uh, the artist's art. I think I'm gonna get issue one now. Like that is some good. Art. That dude's a good artist, Cully Hammer. Oh yeah. Dang. Yeah, it looks really good. Well, let me check that out while you guys are talking about Bat and excuse me, Batman White Knight number four. This is Sean Murphy and Matt Hollingsworth on colors. Uh, we're four issues into how many issues is this thing? Eight. eight it used oh, to yeah, be seven. seven. Now it's eight. Um, how you guys been liking this oh, so thought... far, Garrett? Um, okay. I'm I've been liking it. You know, I didn't think issue three was really the greatest. I think it was kind of like maintaining the status quo. Um, so not a lot happened, but things are escalating. Well, besides, I don't want to do spoilers, but who passes away? And that's pretty ex- intense. Um, so there's a lot of ramifications of that, but okay. I'll be right back, guys. I can't. I can barely hear you guys. Okay. You guys keep cutting in and out for me. Okay. Huh. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see where. I mean, this is we're halfway done with this. I think so right. far it's been uh good. So it, it's been good, and I'm waiting for that like depth, like a little bit more to like get me like holy crap, this is good. Like it's been great art wise story i think there's a little more to be to desired quite yet yeah we'll see uh but it's still like if you if you're just in a batman and you don't where to jump on this white knight's not a bad place to jump on so i would say it's worth it so far the four issues uh black lightning cold dead hands three of six uh garrett you're getting this right black lightning yep and i'm caught up on it too how's it going it's actually been pretty good um you know, similar to, you know, the new TV shows coming out. So that's why they're probably pushing this comic. Um, it's about him kind of getting back into the swing of things, being Black Lightning. He's got a costume update. Um, and surprisingly, like, I don't know if anybody knows who Black Lightning's biggest villain is, but it's Whale is his name. Or I can't think it's something else, something Whale. But um, he's the villain of this, which is interesting to me. I just don't understand why this whale guy is like supposed to be his rogues gallery, big bad, but, um, I really enjoyed the first couple issues and yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes next. It's getting me excited for that TV show for sure. Um, cause every time I see that commercial for the TV show, 
I'm not interested in it. That's because it, it's 30 seconds. It's a 30 second clip right now of him running and then being like, I'm going to be black lightning. Maybe. Deathstroke number 27, Defiance, uh, the fall of Slade part two. A father and son clash when Jericho flies to rescue Deathstroke from Jericho's ex, the resurrected Dr. Icon. Meanwhile, Terra is summoned to ambush by the Forgotten, the deadly leader of White Locusts, and worlds collide as the new Superman demands Deathstroke's arrest. Uh, once again, one of the best books at DC. Just got to bring it up every time it comes up here. Uh, Christopher Priest still writing that, and Christopher Priest is the new writer of Justice League, so if you enjoy that, Deathstroke's where it's at. Um, exit stage left, the Snaggle plus Chronicles. This is Mark Russell and Mike Featon. Uh This is the writer of that uh, Flintstones uh, two minis that came out last year, the year before that. Anyways, uh, this is 1953. While the United States is locked in a nuclear arm race for the Soviet Union, the gay Southern playwright known as Snagapus is the toaster Broadway. But success has made him a target. But he plans for his next hit play, Snagapus becomes the, the focus of the House Committee of Un-American Activities and when forces, powerful forces, align to purge show business of its most diverse voices, no one is safe. Now, here's why I'm interested in this. These guys brought us, or this writer, excuse me, uh, Mark Russell brought us Flintstones, and he also brought us Prez. I've read both of those, and those books are so good, especially Prez about, like, politics. It's like a, a satire take on politics. And, like, this is just, it's like a courtroom case, and it's politics. This is the book I've been asking for. I mean, it is Stagopus still, but still. Um, I don't mind. I like Stagopus. So, I'm interested to see how that uh, turns out. Green Arrow, number 36. This is uh, Ben Percy and Juan Ferreira. Trials of Two Cities, part four. Garrett House's book, Ben, Green Arrow. Um, Green Arrow has been incredible since the beginning. Um, you know, we just got through the last thing came out was part one slash the Christmas annual. Um, I think, like, if, you know, besides the Arrow TV show, I don't even know why I'm bringing it up, but Green Arrow as a character, if you know everything about him, like all the people that he interacts with in his book, like this is in the thick of it. I mean, you got Black Canary, you got Emiko, you have uh, Henry Fife, you got Malcolm Merlin, you got Tommy Merlin. I mean, you got so many people that are important to the Green Arrow mythos, and it's just a fun time to read the book. And the art is typically incredible. Um, and Justice 2, number 17, this yeah. is uh, Garrett's number one writer of 2017, Tom Taylor, and Juan Abaran. Uh, Harley Quinn and Lucy pay a visit to Harley's sister, leading to an encounter between Harley and Poison Ivy. Garrett, you said this is the best book of 2017, is that correct? I didn't say it's the best book. <laughs> um, but it's it's a great series. You know, they've been, lately, the female heroes of the DCU have been uh, in the focus, and they're injustice versions of that. So it's been a lot of fun seeing, like, their different origins and their just how they're different to their character they're supposed to represent. Um, but unfortunately, I'm starting to get to that spot where it's starting to, like, spin its wheels. Like, there's not, I think they're just doing it, uh, like, Tom Taylor's killing it. But it's like every time I get an issue, I'm like, what's really happening in the plot right now? Nothing. So it's, mm. it's just it's just little side stories now. So anybody can pick this up whenever you want. I would say Injustice 2 because it's like either two issue arcs or because um, it's been a couple. It's been like four or five issues since anything's happened in the main plot line. So but it's been great. Alex, correct me if I'm, if I'm incorrect, but I believe Garrett said this book was too good to put in his top five. It wasn't fair to the other books. And now he's saying that it's been his wheels. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's, I'm getting I'm getting uh, not matching statements from you. You're telling me it's right. great, but it's really not. No, I'm with, saying with it's. I'm saying story wise, like it's not. Oh, story wise, that's why Tom Taylor's your number one writer of the year. No, that's not <laughs> it. It's you're being a dick. It's more like. I mean, up until that point on that episode, yes, but now it's been a couple issues of like this. This comic's about Supergirl. This comic's about about how many Wonder issues? Woman, this comic's say? about Poison Ivy. Huh? Did you say five or six issues? Yeah. So our list two weeks ago. Since then. What? <laughs> my question is how long? How long is this? Do you know? It, it doesn't say. I'm just saying there's a lot of hype around this book and you keep telling us to read it and now you're saying it's not good. Now I would have wasted no, my time. No, I'm not saying, oh my God, I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying the main story is like, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like taking a break. It's like our <laughs> Lazarus X plus 66. Um, you know, there's stuff happening in the background, but it's not the actual main story. But that was good. Yeah, but the Lazarus. nice thing about what, you know, Lazarus X plus 66 own miniseries where this is still taken off from the main story and from the video game that now I feel like it's just living on the skirt tails. Of no, the game. definitely yeah, not. You haven't read, you haven't read any injustice. So you don't know. I've been reading it for five I haven't years. I played the game. Cause guess what? Who gives a shit? It's all right, Alex. I heard. You don't suck we, at I just it. heard from someone he's reading it. Don't waste your time. So justice league number 36. Uh, this is Christopher priest and Pete Woods. Justice lost part three. Alex, you picked up the first two. How were they? I did. I picked up both and I read both. Uh, it was good. Um, I liked it. You know, the one thing about this book that kind of surprised me, they don't really drag on the, what Batman did. And I was expecting even more heinous of a mistake. It what happened didn't make me feel like, Oh my gosh, Batman caused that. He's that big doofus. I was like, Oh, you know what? That makes sense. Shit like that happened. Well, the Justice League around him yeah, whole, explains like it's okay to make mistakes. Like we, that's why we're a team. It's not just you. Yeah, it's everybody. We I, take. We need to share the load, basically. Well, I think so, I it's. Think, good. I mean, it's really good. I enjoy the fact that it's not beating you to death. It's building the story. They're letting the story take its time, which is great. So you know what? I the, the last issue. What I really liked about it was the first part of it. If you turn to like the, even the first page, like that first part of that book. It's everybody but the Trinity, and it's like them doing their own. You know what I mean? It's like they necessarily don't have to be part of the book all the time. So I do like that we're seeing everybody. It does feel like a Justice League instead of a Trinity book plus like Flash or where it always right. felt like it always felt like it was like the Trinity's book, and then those guys came along for the ride. You know what I mean? Like Batman would be the main focus, and Flash would help him with like saving some people in the background, and I'd be like, okay, well. This is a Batman book with Flash in the background. But I do like yeah. it. And also, going back to what you said, Alex, I do like that too because they thought it was like Batman thinks it's really bad. Everybody's like really upset that somebody died, but they're not all like, oh, Jesus, like you're kicked off the Justice League. They're all like, we knew people could die. That's a possibility. But you got to move on. And it feels like it's more like they're uh, part of the fire department or like the police department. Like it's certainly your goal to save people. But if somebody dies, you don't just stop the department and never work again. Or somebody doesn't get kicked yeah. off the force for making a mistake. They give some time off, like until Batman takes some time off, get back into it, and we'll go see you later. So it really, I'd really like the dynamic that we've seen so far. 
Nightwing 36 is the same home freeze and Bernard Chang. Garrett, what do you think? Untouchable is relentless. I loved issue 35. I'm super excited for 36. Uh, art was good. Story was really intriguing. Um, I'm ready to, I'm excited to find out more about this new villain. Well, not a new villain for me, a typical villain for Nightwing. So more about the judge. I, I felt like Sam Humphreys was a welcomed saving grace for Nightwing. Oh yeah. Um, I was, I think Garrett at least can agree. I don't know if you've caught up on, on Nightwing, uh, Marvin, but yeah, we was sure. getting kind of long winded. And so I'm, I'm yeah. excited to get a fresh step in this book. Yeah, Tim Seeley was not doing this book justice, so thank God for Sam Humphreys coming on this bad boy. You know, at the end of uh, Tim Seeley's run, it felt like somebody who was talking a lot around and not really telling you any kind of story. It felt like he was just wasting time in a way. Um, where Sam's, like, every single like page feels like it's useful and like, and it feels fun and it feels like... The story doesn't have to be super complicated Complicated to be a story. That's the thing I notice a lot, too, in comics. Every once in a while, they're like, okay, this plot has to be really complicated. It doesn't have to sometimes. Sometimes, like, a villain from his past might come back, and he's just going to fight him. And he's trying to start a business or trying to do be a legitimate, have a legitimate thing going on while also trying to, you know, work on who he is and work on being Nightwing. So, like, it's not super complicated. I mean, the complicated things come later, but the plot points don't have to be complicated. And I think that's what Sam did great about Green Lanterns. And it was complicated. Like, but like one had anxiety, one had uh, anger problems. Those weren't complicated problems, but how they dealt with them and all everything around it, that's what made things complicated. And I think Sam understands that. And I think those stories are way easier to read. And they're more like you can relate more to those kind of stories rather than, Oh, there's some sort of weird conspiracy going on with these two villains. And it's just like, I don't, after a while, you're just like, I don't, I don't need a twist. Every single issue I read, we're done. So I think that's why I enjoyed the first issue. And I went here, um, Superman 38. This is sons of tomorrow. What part finale? Peter J. Tomasi, Patrick Gleason, Ed beans, beans on arts. Uh, what do you think Garrett? Uh, how's Superman sons of tomorrow being in? I haven't, this is one I'm not cut up on. I've not read it. It's coming up here in my stack, but I have not read part one or part two yet. Alex, you've cut up. I've actually, I've actually been waiting to read all five of them back to back to back just to get the whole story. Cause I know that it's going to be, what was it? Superman was first. Then it was, um, shit. What was it Super Sons. Super Sun. Teen Titans was last week. Now this week it's this. They're not coming out in one week or even in, in weeks past, because I think next week, none of the books come out that are tied into it. I think we have, we have another two weeks, actually, to get the final wrap-up, I think the 17th. So I'm just going to wait until it all comes out so I can read it. Is this five issues or four? Five. Oh, really? It says this is the finale. Oh. Maybe they changed their mind, but I think I thought Super Sons was supposed to be the wrap-up. Maybe that'll be an Maybe epilogue. Maybe it's the epilogue, yeah. But it really should be, a yeah. Family, but it's yeah, a plug. Um, that's DC. It's on the books that it shows it's five. DC Comics. We're moving on to IDW Publishing. The Kings of TMT. We're talking about TMT Universe number eighteen. This is uh, Paula Lord. Whoa, Tyler Boss. Why did we miss something? Uh, oh yeah, here Goosebumps. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Forgot. No uh, Goosebumps. This is Garrett's Goosebumps Monsters at Midnight. Alex, we'll come. We'll come to TMT in a second. Uh, Jeremy Lampert and Chris uh, Fen. Uh, how's the Goosebumps been going, Garrett? 
the first issue was awesome. <laughs> and that's why I'm super pissed off that the first issue came out in October and it's now January. And I've been watching every single week. I'm like, oh, finally a Goosebumps book. Like, waiting, waiting, nothing. Finally, issue two is coming out. And hopefully, the reason for the delay was I have no idea, but. It better not be because quality dipped or something. I have no idea, but I'm excited to read this next issue because I like the idea that they're going to be doing arcs that are like three, four issues, and then there'll be a new creative team for the next arc, new creative team for the arc after that. So, oh, so and it says one of, when it says two or three, it's just that's the arc is two of three, and then it'll right. well, reboot it'll be, again at one. But it won't be called Monsters right? at Midnight. It'll be called like Goosebumps, whatever the next book would be called. Like, yeah. The Haunted Mask or whatever. Yeah, I just think it's Goosebumps, colon, and then something, and then number right. one, two, three. Yeah. Okay. That is That's a cool, cool concept. That's For this book, you need something like that. You don't need the same person right. writing the whole thing. Uh, exactly. Here you go, TMT Universe number 18. This is Apollo Lore and Tyler Boss. Alex, I think, and this is this is very unlikely, but there is a good, uh, <laughs> I just almost said a good chance after I said unlikely, but I'm, I'm torn on this. This is Tyler Boss, the artist from Four Kids Walking to a Bank. And if you look at this preview, this book looks pretty good. <laughs> like this issue. There's a lot of good panels in here. Um, they're all stuck inside of the uh, NYU. Here, I'll read it. The turtles fight to save their city, but they become trapped in tight quarters when NYC is evacuated. Will they find a way to freedom without driving each other crazy? So it sounds like it's a one-shot. And the arts from Tyler Boss, and I'm looking at these panels, being like, "Man, this looks pretty good." This might be if you're looking to get like into might, turtles. You, this might be the one just to like check out and be like, "Oh, this is a good issue." Like, you don't have to get this book. You don't have to get anyone past this one. It might be just this. Oh, I'm, my guess is you have to get something of the ongoing or whatnot. But to be fair, I'm not caught up on either universe or ongoing. I fell behind on those three weeks of. Uh, us rating things so and you know the turtles aren't going to be in this book so who gives a shit yeah right you might as well just read the next issue that comes out you might see it literally them. says it's all about the turtles so and look at that cover b that's <laughs> a, look at that cover b that's Tyler, a Tyler boss cover that looks exactly like four kids walking to a bank all right idw i've heard that before so <laughs> i i wish that they'd show me the uh the retailer incentive cover because usually those ones are the boss yeah, yeah. So. If you open up the preview, it's on the first page. Oh, is it really? Okay. Well, there's three. I didn't look at. It, I just like. Yeah, up. there is incentive cover. It's I them. See. It's them eating food. Oh, it's they're eating food. <laughs> uh, I, this sounds good. I I love the turtles, but I'm unfortunately not caught up on it. In this yet. issue, it sounds like something that I love from TV or from I guess it's mostly TV or any kind of a comic is the um, bottleneck episode. Where they have to is an episode uh, that takes place in one place, and it's usually a lot of times on TV they use it to save money on production costs. Like they're not going to have enough money to do thirteen episodes; they only can do twelve. So we'll oh we'll just reuse the set and we'll put a whole episode in one set. For example, if you've seen Breaking Bad before, there's an episode called The Fly, which takes place inside the laboratory. And all they try to do is kill this fly, and it's a great episode. But it takes place in one location to save money, but also it's a nice creative way for them to be like, okay, let's. How do we make an episode out of them trying to kill a fly? And this, it sounds like they're stuck in this building. And just the turtles trying to, you know, not drive each other crazy in this building while also saving people. So, like, it sounds like a nice, I like those kind of issues where it's like, here's a situation. The whole issue is about the situation is a one shot. 
and see what comes out of it. So I actually might get the, you know, the only thing that's hold me back on this. Oh. The only thing that's holding me back is that four ninety nine. I don't know why is it four ninety nine. Is it bigger than normal or what's going on there? No, the are they the three ninety nine, and then the incentives usually five ninety nine. So I don't think it's extra. It shouldn't be more than four dollars. It says four ninety nine. Maybe it is a bigger admit, issue I, if it's a one shot. Maybe I'll see when I get there. That looks great, though. Look at that preview. I, I I'm serious. Yeah, I looked I, at the preview. I, it looks good. I, I did look at the preview. It does look good, and especially that layout of the wherever, whatever building they're in. Yeah, where everybody's laying on the ground, and to give you the layout. That's what I mean. Like those kind of things in comics. That's what you can use the medium for. And I, the I never had an issue with four kids' uh, art. The art was always great. It was always the those books never came out on time. That's what it was. Uh, Image Comics. Here we go. Uh, birth rate number twenty nine. This is Joshua Williamson and Andrea Bresson. Alex, how's uh, Birthright been going? 29 issues in, huh? I'm pretty sure I'm caught up on it. Uh, last I knew, we are on a train, and Mikey's grandfather is trying to connect with the evil side of him inside his body. Um, this book is really good. I think this is one of those fantasy, in-the-real-world type of stories that I like. And uh, I just... I am so surprised you guys don't read it since Marvin, you're the one who got me into it. This is one of those cases. This is is what I call why the last man where I'm like, Hey, you should read this. It's great. And then I never read the rest. I told you birth rates. Great. And, uh, never got the rest. I will catch. It's all in hoopla. So we were talking about that before the show. Maybe one day I'll use my nine and catch up. Maybe. Yeah, I know. I got the first two graphic novels and then uh, image sent me that volume one again. So I'm like, Hey, (laughs) <laughs> I guess uh, I could read it twice. <laughs> it's a, it's a unique concept. So like, and there's not that many fantasy books. So it really does scratch an itch for me. To, like for instance, I think the only no the only two fantasy books I'm getting are Seventeen Eternity, which I'm not sure when that book's ever coming out again, and um, Autumn Lands, which I'm not sure when that book's ever coming out again. So it might be in in my best case if I want a fantasy book to catch up on Birthright and jump back in. We'll see. I like Joshua Williamson in Flash. He's good. Uh, Crosswind number six. This is Gail Simone and Kat Staggs. End of the story arc. Bolts and braces. By the way, uh, Crosswind just announced that they're making a TV show out of it. So that's coming out. How's it? What was the network? What was the network? Uh, I forgot. I can look it up while you guys tell me how the book's been. That's right. Um, Crosswind. So freaking good. Like love the concept. It's funny. It's action packed. Like it's just so interesting. I really enjoy it. I, I, you know, I really do enjoy this book. I think the the art is great. I love Gail Simone. My question is, how long can this book really go? Are we eventually going to get more than just them being crossed over? Are we? Is there more to tell than what we're doing right now? I feel like this is one of those books that's maybe going to be ten to twelve issues long, and then be done. It could be, but I mean. It's. I think it's got plenty of story left to tell. I mean, we barely understand why they had to switch in the first place. Um, I mean, we know why, but saying, no, there's I, more I, I detail to it. That guy is pissed at him. Yeah, but how does this guy have powers? What's uh, and then there's all the fallout between uh, Casson's life and uh, is it June? Junipers. Juniper. Juniper. Yeah, yeah, her life too. So. 
I think there's plenty left to tell, but you're right. I think like 12 issues would probably be max. There'd have to be a new concept added to the mix to make it fresh to last longer than well, a maxi a, series, but we'll see. I mean, I'm looking more what it is right is now. If, if what happens with these two and they end up going against this other guy, I'm assuming if he dies, they either switch back or they're stuck in these bodies. So I don't, I don't know. It's just one of those things that makes me wonder what, where's this book going to go? It's great, but it does make me want, I'm thinking six issues ahead going, what's the final game plan here? Well, it could be murdering the person that did this to them too. That's my assumption. But yeah, uh, it's not, it's not assigned to, or now TV network picked it up yet. It's still being produced from the uh, producer of Lost Girl that was on Sci-Fi. So we'll see. That's very early stages. It doesn't even have a network attached. So we'll see. Paper Girls, number 19. This is uh, BKV, Brian K. Vaughn, Cliff Chang. The battle ages has begun, and Tiffany and her fellow Paper Girls are caught in its deadly crossfires. Uh, last issue, I don't remember liking that much. It was with the old lady, right, explaining stuff. Was that the last issue? No, the last that issue was, two ago. was you find out where Tiffany's been. Well, then I'm not caught up. I think you're one behind. I'm not caught up. I think you're one behind. All right. Got to catch up so we, I can read Paper Girls this week. How's it been? 18 was good. It was, I, it's really short. But this is one of those things that I, I read Saga. I read Saga and I love Saga. I love where that story's going. This is one of those books that 19, almost 19, well, we'll be 19 issues in starting to, you know, today. Um, I like the book, but I'm always apprehensive going, is it really good or am I just getting it because I like Brian K. Vaughn? And, and, yeah, and the art is fantastic. But it I'm might, I'm I'm in the snowbank right here trying to get back out. It might my, be my tires are just spinning. A symptom of us reading issue to issue. Because I've seen this book in a lot of best books of the year list. And I think the same thing when I see it, I'm almost like well, the writing, I know Brian K. V- Brian K. Vaughn is good, and I usually enjoy most issues. In Cliff Chang, I've enjoyed his art in every issue, and also Matt Wilson on Colors, I believe. So, like, none of the people involved are doing a bad job. It's just that plot, like I was talking about before, the complicated plot. I don't think yeah. it works well issue to issue, at least for us. It's because it's like cli- it's like cliffhanger porn. I mean, he's that. It's he's throwing out so many questions. And like you get like a twenty five percent an answer for some questions, still butt kiss for everything else. I wonder if if I went back and read it in trades, if it would read better. That's what I thought about is going back and rereading it all because like I sometimes I'll find like I'll be scratching my head like I know that's why I feel sometimes I read an issue I'm like, well I know I enjoy the interactions between the between the characters, but I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And I think maybe that isn't, it's just like East to West. Like I told Alex one time, East to West, I've always, I always felt the same way. And one time I went back and read it all at once. I think we're at issue. What issue are you at now, Alex, Alex right now? Uh, 35, I think. So it was around like 24 or something like that. And I read it and I was like, you know what? This makes a lot of sense when you read it all together. It doesn't read a sense when you have delays between issues, when you have breaks between issues. It doesn't read well, and when you read so many books like we do, especially for the show, and like read do a lot of stuff for the show, it really, I get it confused with a lot of different stuff, and almost like, especially like saga and stuff like that. And I think maybe that's, I'll have to go back and read it and trade to see if that's the book or if that's us. So I don't think I can make a fair assessment, but I do, I do have the same issue. Dumb question for you, Marvin. When yeah. you read saga, are you confused? 
<clears throat> no, but sometimes I'll read something in Paper Girls and be like, I, I for some reason Saga gets into my head. It's not. It's the other way around. Okay. Like I know what's going on. Well, the, and, the, and that is the thing is that I, that's my was my question is that is my binge reading those forty five in one day is that making the Saga more enjoyable for me or is it something that you still find that book enjoyable even though you do read it month to month? Well, I think that's going back to what I said about like Paper Girls plot is way more complicated than Saga. Saga is they're running away yeah. from these people trying to kill them. Like it's not really that complicated. But Paper Girls is like there's so many timelines, there's so many people. I don't know who's good or bad. And there's so many like when that lady was telling us all that stuff. I was just like, I'm not sure if this is important or if she's just crazy. And so there's so much information that it's hard to remember what to re- what you need to remember and what you don't need to remember issue to issue, month to month, the way you were reading it. And I think that's it. But like with Saga, it's just like, oh, they're trying to escape. And, you know, the character interactions, like even Paper Girls, I know the character interactions. That's fine. I remember that stuff. Like I remember who's who and yeah. like what's happening. You know, one of them saw, uh, I don't know names, but one of them saw themselves like they knew they died. And one of them uh, had a flash forward where yeah. they saw they were kissing a girl. So they think they're a lesbian. Like those things I remember. But the plot like who's the bad guys? All that stuff. I, that stuff I don't remember. Spawn two eighty one. This is uh Sean. Just give me Jason, Sean Alexander, and uh, Daraj Savage. Garrett, how's uh, Spawn going? Uh, it has not been going good. I think it kills oh. me to do this because I've been loving Spawn since issue two fifty, and when this story arc started, I was like, okay, cool new twist. Um. But God, it's just, it's running into the mud. And this artist, like, I'm not digging the art, is running until um, March at least. So, God, it's going to kill me, but I think I'm going to drop it. Like, I'm just not excited for it. I dread it. Holy shit. The story is just not that great. Like, it's just the art is shitty. And I'm just, uh, I want Spawn doing is Spawn it, things. It, it's more focused on the, uh, this new <laughs> character. What's your question? I want to know who's the artist. Is Alexander John Alexander? Yeah, okay. like I can see that yeah. it's a it's an interesting style, but like God, it just doesn't. I don't think it fits this book. Like you make Spawn look like a freaking skull face, and I just don't. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna drop it. It kills me, but I see that it's not gonna change anytime soon, and I'll just maybe pick it back up when the art changes because I think it's just dragging its feet. It's like. I think Todd McFarlane's got, holding on to Spawn like so much. He's like, "Oh, we have to keep doing Spawn." I think like I'm like, "Why don't you do like what Witchblade, Youngblood, what those are doing? Give it to a new person, let them reboot it. You can still be the executive. You can be the editor for it or whatever." Well, he's not like, writing this book anymore, to... so. Well, he I, he is after this. He's doing. Oh, the he is. Story oh, okay. Yeah, he's helping write the story. So I'm like, give somebody else a chance at Spawn, like. I'm sorry, but you're ruining your character. Like, if you, um, the secret history of comics that was on AMC that finished up recently, the last yeah. episode is about Image Comics. And on that episode, Todd McFarlane says, With Image, I get free reign to do whatever I want. Like, I'm going to write Spawn until the day I die. So, yeah. like, he, like, that's his thing. So, I think it's like, for him, he left a nice job at Marvel to start this book. So, I think for him, it's kind of like, Well, I got to keep going. Like it's a thing. Right. But he needs something, some new concept. I mean, cause I read issue one when that's well, the anniversary special, like of issue one. And that was so freaking good. And then you read this and it's like, eh, 
And like even the last whatever twenty five issues like from 250 to 275 are really great. And then this storyline just sucks. Well, we'll see. Maybe, uh, have you gone back and read, they released a collection recently of the old, old stuff. Yeah. I mean, I have in trade, I have issue one to, I have the first 50 issues and issues. And then I have, um, from one to a hundred in trade. No. Oh, okay. So, uh, Walking Dead number one seventy five. Ooh, one seventy five. Oh, it's even three ninety nine. Uh, New World Order one of six. New story arc. New World Order part one. New friends, new enemies, new threats. It's a whole new world. Now, Garrett, we talked about this before. Yeah, I read the last issue so far. I haven't read the Negan issue. I know you said it's great. Um, but we talked about how Robert Kirkman's acting like this thing is like can be the biggest thing that's ever happened to Walking Dead. You know, new friends, new enemies, new threats. It's a whole new world. But doesn't it seem like every time there's like a new threat, it's set up the same way? Like, oh, are they friends? Are they enemies? Like, isn't that Walking Dead 101? Right. So, like, so I automatically know these guys are bad guys. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. There's no way they're going to be good. Like, they might pretend to be good for like two issues and then they're going to be fucking bad. These are the guys that, uh, what's his face, was talking to on the radio, right? Eugene. Yeah. Eugene. Yeah, okay. It's like they, they wouldn't tell Eugene who they were. They were only wanted to talk to Eugene. So already they're being secretive. So I understand like why he's like, I got to go find these people. And then now they're showing up in, if you look at the cover, full body suits, you know, helmets, guns. Um, and like, I'm pretty sure even if they're friendly, they're not going to let you do what you want to do still. Like they're going to be in charge. Yeah. And I think... So, I don't know. How is that, that any different from the Satan? That's what I mean. That's from, everybody. That's like, this book. Uh, and I, I think they need to... Like, I, it just feels like they recycle stuff, change a couple of names, change a couple of situations. And uh, I really hope it's not what I think it is. And I really hope it's different than I think it is. But I really... Like, we talked about it once before. I really think they just need to quit with the extreme situations and just have them be... Try to, like, make a new life for themselves for a while. And like, yeah. that's the conflict, how hard that is. Well, Alex powers the sound back there or something. I'm like, what was that, Alex? Nothing? Okay. Marvel Comics. <laughs> Here we go. Moving on. Captain America number. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. wait. Did you ask me something? Yeah, yes. Something sounded, sounded like it powered down. It very well. My phone's on silent. Oh, okay. but my thing is that I heard maybe three full words about Walking Dead from you guys. All I heard was, it, re, it, re, it, re, so. You got some bad internet over there today. Who, uh. Yeah, I know. I don't normally have this problem. <laughs> Captain America 697. This is, uh, Mark Wade and, uh, Chris Samney. Home of the Brave Part 3. Oh, excuse me. Home of the Brave Part Part 3, according to what the solicit says. Uh, on the cover is, uh, this is in contention for Alex's cover of the year. Um, Alex, what do you think? Are you looking forward to this issue? Alex. Oh man! You must Jeez, really he's got bad connection. <laughs> I, I've got. Are bad you connection. excited I'm, for this book? Yeah, I'm stuff. I am excited for the cover. I uh, I heard that part. Uh, this is already uh, 2018 best cover of the year. If nothing else, I'm most excited for this book this week. If Craven's in it, he's gonna be in it. Garrett, what do you he's think? Got it. Uh, he better be in it. Otherwise, I'm gonna be pulling to Garrett. Um. Well, I'm intrigued. Like, it looks interesting concept that Craven's going to haunt Captain America. 
But I feel like where the last issue was starting off, like I didn't think that Craven would be the next big thing on this adventure, but why not? I mean, it could be an interesting concept, but I've never really got the Jones for Craven like Alex does. I'd rather just see Captain America fight like not a established Marvel villain, but somebody that's like just a threat to, I don't know. Well, think threats to people. Did you read what is okay? Trapped in an unfamiliar territory, stripped of his shield and on the run, Cat must find a way to evade Craven long enough to save an innocent life. But this time, that might be impossible. Just wait until you read the final page. So it sounds kind of almost like the uh, most dangerous game, both Craven and Captain America. That is pretty cool. I like that concept. So we'll see. Uh, Chris Samney and Mark Wade, there's a rumor going around that they're going to do more than their. They were supposed to do six, eight, twelve, something like that. But it, it sounds was like, twelve. But it sounds like they might uh, extend their run because people haven't been enjoying it so much. How did you not know Marvel? How did you not know people were going to be like, "Oh, this is pretty good"? <laughs> like they didn't say that about Black Widow or Daredevil. Uh, Hawkeye number fourteen. R.I.P. Here we go. The end of the end. Kelly Thompson, Leonardo Romero, family reunion reunion part two. It's not what it looks like. How's Hawkeye been? Um, one of the best books that Marvel puts out and they're canceling cause they're morons. It's true. It, it is. Marvel uh, is morons. Did you not just hear the first thing about Captain America? Uh, and we all, we all love, um, Mark Wade and Chris Samney. They don't know that. They're stupid. That, hey, Alex, that's a good point though. Like they were like, Oh, this is going to be a mini. And they're like, Oh, people like this. And so, okay, maybe we'll extend it. No, no shit. Like they already have two Eisners from their last two runs, uh, already they were nominated for Black Widow, I believe. Maybe they didn't get it, but um, like, how do you not know that they're going to do a good job? And then now we have Hawkeye, which I've seen on a million top ten lists. It was on our our top of the year list or best of list. Me and Alex at least, and Kelly Thompson was on our list. Like this is somebody who you should be. Like, this book should be like on your list to like, hey, don't cancel this book. This is one book you let write out. Like Kelly Thompson's doing something here. This is different than every other book we have. You know, like we're trying to also make uh, make more female writers be more prevalent in our business. A lot of things with this, but still, they're like, oh, you know what? Like, cancel that book. Why this book? I don't understand. But anyways, it's good. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Probably just in time for Infinity War to be like, Hawkeye's back in his own book. Oh, yeah, it's just. Um. What else is on this list? I'm going to talk about it. Rise of the Black Panther, number one. This is uh, Coates. I don't want to say your first name. Uh, Brian uh, Nahisi. Paul renewed. This is Secret Origins of Black Panther, part one. If you're looking forward to that Black Panther movie, which I am, this is a six-issue mini retelling his origin story. So I, I'm there's a 98% chance I pick this up. If I don't pick up uh, the signal, I'm picking up this book. I'll tell you that much right now. Speaking of uh, Kelly Thompson and uh, Herbie on a roll, Rogue and Gambit Part 1, Ring of Fire, I mean, excuse me, miniseries, issue one of how many? Five? This is Kelly Five. Thompson and uh, Perez, Perez, or Peri Perez, Ring of Fire Part 1. Alex, you said you are getting this book, right? Yeah. I think I was telling you guys earlier before the show that for as much that we have for uh, Kelly Thompson. If I don't at least get this issue or at least look through it, I'm going to be disappointed. So I loved, I love Rogue. Uh, Gambit's kind of one of those hit or miss characters. 
I loved him in the 1990s cartoon. Uh, he's never actually lived up to how great that character was in the show. So I'm hoping that it's good. But I've seen how she can write Kate, and I think I need to give this book at least first issue to try. You know what? I, I've been trying to give Marvel more of a chance rather than just dismissing their books outright. So I may get Black Panther in this book as my new books this week. Especially, like you said, Kelly Thompson. She's proven to me already. She's great. So I might try this out. It is only a mini. And uh, I'm with you, though. Gambit usually gets on my nerves. Like, I don't like the way he talks or sometimes people, the way they write his accent out, or especially even Rogue sometimes. Sometimes even that annoys me. So we'll see how it does in this book. If I if I see any of that stuff, I might be it might be too much for me um, to continue on. But we'll see. Uh, that is it for Marvel. Anything in the upside down here? I didn't even look at this. Um, I didn't see anything. I mean, there's an animosity, but we don't get that anymore. I mean, not the evolution one. Uh, is that Secret Weapons number zero, oh, but yeah. only you got Secret Weapons. Secret Weapons zero, that's Erica Harrisner, Adam Polina. Um, you know what? The first one was good, but I'll think about it. We'll see. But if you enjoyed Secret Weapons, uh, the first mini that came out from the same creative team, I would say jump on, pick it up. But if you're looking for a new book, it's probably, I don't think it's really going to be friendly if it's a second part, so. I don't know why he doesn't say second part, though. That's weird. Because there already was one. Or maybe it's just an issue zero. Let me reread this, actually. That's, I think it's just an issue zero. Oh, really? I thought it was a new start. No. That's no, why it I, is. You're right. Well, I, be, I guess you're going to have to, right? If you got the first, you got the mini? All right. We'll see. Uh, that's the comics coming up for January 3rd, 2018. That's the first Wednesday of 2018. <laughs> Alex, what book are you looking forward to the most? What book are you looking forward to the most? What I'm looking forward to the most. Got it. Uh, uh, you know, honestly, Captain America 697. I'm just excited to see Captain go up against Craven the Hunter. And uh, there's nothing, no better team, actually, than play Mark Wade and Chris Samney. So, now Marvin would not agree with Chris Samney, but Garrett and I know, number one. Garrett, what's your, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Green Arrow number 36. The cover looks incredible, and the story has been really great. Um, very excited to see what happens next in this book. Um, I am looking forward to um, the uh, Chronicles of Snagopus. So the team from uh, Flintstone. And then also, I am really looking forward to, um, like in a curious basis, that walking that issue just to see what happens. If I read that issue and it's the same thing as it always is, I like I I really like remember how good Walking Dead was like four issues ago. <laughs> we were praising it because there's a lot of internal conflict within the group, and that's what I like to see. I don't like this external conflict because it ignores everything about the characters and just sets up situations. So we'll see how what happens with this. You know what? It, turn, it might turn out they might be uh, good, and you know what? There's new people. I doubt it, but could happen. Uh, Alex, how's the weather look like tomorrow? Now I'm going to make it short and sweet. Uh, it, it was cold last week. It's actually getting warmer, but in South Dakota, uh, anything above zero is is great. So um, you could probably go wearing shorts. This is South Dakota. Do what you want. I do have to make a correction real quick. There was the Shadow Batman, but I was looking for Batman Shadow, so I didn't see it. So number four, that's coming out. Oh, I know you're still getting that. I know you're still getting that. I'm getting that. Yep. 
Okay, I saw um, it, but I didn't know you were getting it. So this is the sequel series, this is a direct sequel. Um, and there's actually surprisingly, there's a lot more focus on Damien than any of the other characters. So it's been really good. But regardless, uh, Alex, I mean Garrett, excuse me, how are those roads looking? You know what? There, it's, there's not a lot of books coming out this week. I also don't think there's anything that's like you have to have it that's on the shelf. I mean, there's some that are great. Don't get me wrong, but nothing that's like a freaking diamond that you just like, I need that book. So I think you can take your time, you know, make sure you wake up a little bit, get some coffee, head to the shop at a decent time and your books will still be there. So, uh, you know what? This book, like he said, uh, or this book this week is, Looks like okay on paper. We'll see though how the issues are, how it shakes out. Nothing really big coming out. We had our doomsday clock. We had our little medal a couple weeks ago. Marvel doesn't have an event going on right now. They soon will though. Um, I guess the big thing this week is that Walking Dead one seventy five. That's a big landmark issue. Three ninety nine. I assume it's a bigger issue, right? If it's a dollar more, it's got to be. I wonder if that's the new. If that's the new price, I'd be like, uh, why? You think they just pull a fast one and be like, you know what? Starting from now on, three ninety nine. Yeah new thing or i'll check the next month and see if it's the but yeah we'll see okay um so we'll see how it shakes out we'll see how it does anybody uh by the way over the last couple of weeks i've been telling you we're on spotify now so if you have uh any friends family who uh you want to introduce into the show but it's hard to describe what a podcast is i know it i try to do it on a daily basis just tell them about spotify have a list to it on there i hear a lot of good positive feedback from spotify so it's good that we're on there now um his, here's your last reminder because this comes out the day of I need your voicemails. Yeah, Garrett, what are we having going on this week? We have Wednesday Comics Leave Extraordinary Gentle People presents The Other Side by Jason Aaron with art by Cameron Stewart. Um, a four issue series about the uh, two different perspectives of an American soldier and a soldier in Viet uh, Vietnamese soldier during the Vietnam War. Um, it's Jason Aaron's first ever works, and we're going to be reviewing it this week on the Wednesday Comic Show. So uh, definitely get those voicemails in because time is running out. But it's only four issues. It's on Hoopla. So there's easy access to read it. So it shouldn't take you too long to read it and give us what your uh, thoughts on it are. Uh, you can also, did you say call us? Did you give them the number? I don't know the number. You have to tell me. 605-215-1849. That's 605-215-1849. Give us a call. Leave us your voicemail about what you think about about that book, The Other Side. I uh, recently borrowed it from Hoopla, so it's right on my iPad, ready to go when I'm ready to go. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Like Alex said, it's been cold outside, but I heard uh, it's getting a little warm out there tomorrow, 10 degrees. That is a, a warm, warm day. That means I don't have to sweat right there. I know. I'm not wearing a shirt tomorrow. That's what I'm doing. For Wednesday Comics, I've been Marvin. <laughs> I've been Alex. And I've been Garrett. Hey, everyone, stay warm. Keep reading those books. <laughs>